0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George.
1: And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 32 for George and season 28
0: for me. This is day 8 of season 100. Our first question asks us for the trade name of a television service that was launched by Rupert Murdoch and eventually became a huge media company.
1: Right. Now owned by Comcast and... For whatever reason, we're told that it's headquartered in the London borough of Hounslow, which is a thing that threw me off the trail for a long time this morning. Looking and looking at the questions, it had to be germane. Yeah, I had figured it had something to do with Fox because Rupert mm-hmm. Murdoch sure. being Fox involved Sound. with Fox yeah. News and so on. Um, and so, finally, though, I kind of refocused my sights a little bit and thought, well what do I recall of the media companies in Europe? Cause I've had a couple of trips to Europe over time and, um, it would have been in this time when it was, um, becoming as the question notes, Europe's largest media company and pay television broadcaster. So like, I must've run across this or heard about it on Eurovision or, you know, something that, um, it, it had to be on my radar somehow. Um, and the word that kept coming to mind was sky. Um, I couldn't decide, you know, for a while, if there was like, it was, it was something like sky, Fox or Fox sky or something like that with the, you know, because of course the, the Fox part and the, the Borough of Hounslow, like, I still don't know why that's in there. Um, <laughs> like, what is the point of, of even mentioning that? Um, and so, uh, I ended up putting down Sky TV because I couldn't make the Fox part sound right in my head. It it didn't um, seem to be like fitting for what this was going for. But yeah, the fact that this is all satellite um, based sky is kind of a natural word to, to use for like, this is how the network is functioning is through the satellites that are way up in, well, in orbit really, but up past the sky. So uh, I put Sky TV with a space in between.
0: Um, what is the dumbest reason I know anything in Learned League? Wrestling. Woe broadcast on Sky TV for ah. most of the last forty years. I think they don't anymore, but that was like the that was their flagship station in the UK. Mm. Uh, much as USA Network has been historically here in the US. Okay. Um, so i would you know on the on the uh, the message boards and the internet discussions of wrestling over the last 30 plus years um, there would you know, often be people complaining because sky tv preempted it for some reason mm-hmm. you know or you know their their sky tv was out and that was why they you know, they couldn't watch it, and now they needed somebody to tell them what happened. And
1: oh, like, okay.
0: Before it was all, you know, streaming, you could kind of watch it anywhere back in the live days. That right. was always a problem. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I, I knew that uh, that Sky TV was kind of a big thing, and at some point I picked up that that was Rupert Murdoch's uh, network in in the UK and, and in Europe generally, so I knew that this was Sky.
1: And Sky was the correct answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I would get credit for Sky TV.
0: Presumably. It has uh, been said that if you get the correct answer first, it ignores everything after it. Right. So if you were to say Sky TV as owned by that son of a bitch Rupert Murdoch, (laughs) it would be counted as correct automatically. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: That's just extra correct at that point. Uh, Question two asks us to name a 1994 movie that only has two tiny roles for women and is otherwise male-dominated.
0: This one took me forever. Mm. And I just kind of had to go through all the 1994 movies I could think of. (laughs) Speed, no. Sandra Bullock has a very large part in Speed. Uh, Pulp Fiction, no. There are several women with speaking parts in Pulp Fiction, including Mm -hmm. Julia Sweeney. Um, Forrest Gump, no. Robin Wright is all over Forrest Gump. Sally Field is in Forrest Gump. Uh, and I just kept... I started thinking, wait, is this Reservoir Dogs? Mm. Reservoir Dogs came out before Pulp Fiction, but did it come out, like, barely before Pulp Fiction? Did it... <laughs> was it officially released in 94, and, like, people had already seen it in Hollywood and gave Quentin Tarantino more money for Pulp, for Pulp Fiction? Um, no, that didn't sound right. Um, and I just couldn't land on anything... I remember 1994 being such a great year for movies, and Forrest Gump won Best Picture. <laughs> and I can I can tell you, there's <coughs> I once made a list, and there's solidly eight movies that I that should have been Best Picture before Forrest Gump. It should not even have been nominated. Mm. One of those is Speed, in fact. Sure. Um, but moving on, I just tried to think of all the ones I could think of, and finally I lit on uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. No, that's not right because the wife has a speaking p- part in Shawshank Redemption. Mm. The the wife that Andy kill allegedly kills later found out that he didn't. Spoiler, <laughs> movie's thirty years old. Deal with it. Um, but then I thought, well, maybe not. Maybe she maybe she doesn't have a a, a speaking role. Maybe it's just kind of a, a flashback, and we don't really have a discussion of whether she's actually having an affair. And then I think, okay. Customer in a grocery store. That was when uh, Brooks, the old guy, was was working, trying to go straight. She was complaining because he didn't double bag. Ah. Uh, and then the bank employee right at the end when Andy gets out and uh, caches caches out some of the the warden's crooked accounts. Ah. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, those are both very tiny speaking roles. And I just kind of thought, well, I know there, <laughs> I know there are other women portrayed in the movie there's one on the parole board for red and and i just kept thinking no there's other women in this movie but ever the rest of this fits so well and okay (laughs) i think it does have to be shawshank redemption yeah i'll I'll go with that i'll say the shawshank redemption
1: oh well done um yeah i did a similar thought process or attempted one um thinking back to 1994 when I was you know finishing my junior year and starting my senior year of college um, and so trying to think back like what did I and my then boyfriend go see in the theaters um, or know was out in theaters and stuff like that and I thought about um, you know I thought maybe Bad Boys was out mm. I I thought of Reservoir Dogs but um, dismissed that as not exceedingly popular it was more like a cult hit or mm-hmm. a indie hit kind of thing but not at that same level i thought about was this when armageddon came out but live tyler's in that like mm. i went through a process of eliminating a lot of the ones like i figured bad boys also had at least one romantic um relationship in it so that didn't sound right um and just the fact that the two roles here are a complaining customer in a grocery store and a bank employee and the bank employee made me think maybe this is like a heist movie Mm-hmm. Like something to do with, you know, a robbery or a crime or something like that. Sure. Um, and so then I lit upon The Usual Suspects. And I thought, mm. that sounds about right for when I watched that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's really right. Um, because I think I watched it on like DVD after it it uh, came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Um, and it's male-dominated. It was quite popular. Um, although exceedingly might be pushing it a little bit for at the time it was i don't know if it was a blockbuster but um it's you know certainly only gained in popularity so that was like the closest i could get to this because you know even if you had told me the Shawshank Redemption has these two tiny roles and here's what they are i would have been like i've seen it all the way through once <laughs> many years ago and so i okay i guess like i I would have had a hard time sort of picturing that, um, but uh, you know, as you know, those are still key scenes. They're just not, you know, very salient in my memory of it. Um, but anyway, the the short answer is I put down the usual suspects because that was the closest I could get to fitting this criteria.
0: Reasonable, yeah. And as, as I, as we discussed this earlier, I was I actually went and looked up the usual suspects on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. They have one. Credited female role and i'm Mm -hmm. not entirely certain what that female role is and yeah it's entirely possible that that (laughs) kind of also describes it um at least in the incredibly non bechtel sense Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was the shawshank redemption
1: yes well done i mean that's one of your favorites i know so Mm -hmm. if not the favorite movie of yours so not the favorite
0: but Mm -hmm. i i always enjoy it yeah i am a Basic bitch when it comes to <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. I know that that's, I know that that's a not cool favorite movie to have, but I love that's it. Whatever. But Speed was better, and I will go to my grave defending that. Speed should have at least been nominated for Best Picture. It did everything that it wanted to do, and it did it perfectly.
1: But anyway. wait, you're saying Speed is better than Shawshank? Yes. Wow. Well, I would say right, that then. Speed
0: was better than Shawshank Redemption because. Shawshank Redemption was a good version of a thing that's been done. A couple of things that's been done. Okay. Speed redefined its genre.
1: Mm. Okay. Uh,
0: perhaps not quite to the extent of Die Hard, but very close. And uh, and it it just it as I say it did it perfectly. Everything in it was beautiful and perfect.
1: All right. So anyway. I love it.
0: Question three asks us for the term that describes a spontaneously arisen disease or condition. Medical. right
1: that it's you, you just sort of don't know the um uh identifiable cause of it at least at the time and I, this is just something that i've run across so i figured this was idiopathic and um did it did it feel like like the idio was the prefix for one's own and the pathic is the pathology that's the suffering i get you know that sounded about right but this was definitely one that i much more knew what this was going for, and then I could kind of retrofit it to, um, you know, the, the Greek roots that are mentioned in the question. So I put down idiopathic. Uh,
0: yeah, so it's a two for today on the dumbest reason I know something. <laughs> uh, there was a gentleman named John Huber who wrestled as Brody Lee and Luke Harper who died uh, late 2020, I want to say, not of COVID, but of a lung, an idiopathic lung fibrosis, pulmonary fibrosis, I think. Um, And I remember at, at the time that essentially what happened was this guy is so tough and in such good shape that what normally would have been caught much earlier, because it would have had an incredibly debilitating condition on a normal average human body, Mm. He just toughed through. He just powered through it until it was just, until it just killed him almost immediately. Insurmountable. Yeah. And I just, I I remember that it was idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Wow. uh, And that they don't know what happened. um, So it was, and that's what the idiopathic meant. And I I feel like I might have known that before, but that really cemented it in my brain. Sure. When something uh, can't be explained, it is idiopathic.
1: And that is the correct answer. Uh, Question four asks us, uh, describes a dish uh, named after a region in northeastern France and asks for the name of that region.
0: It's eggs, bacon, onion, cheese. That to me sounds like quiche. And the quiche I know is the quiche Lorraine. Mm -hmm. And is that a region in France? I think it is. So, yeah, I'll I'll say Lorraine.
1: Yeah, this one I was pretty certain of once i figured out what i was going for um had to double check that it was asking for the region and not the whole dish of mm. you know quiche lorraine. although i wouldn't be surprised if that gets accepted because uh, clearly yeah. you know what the question is asking yeah. for um but uh yeah i you know i was pleased that i definitely could decipher what these ingredients referred to the egg custard and the bacon onion cheese clearly that's a quiche the pot brisé is a baking term that I've learned more recently, I would say, which is just about the type of a dough or crust that is used um, with a specific dish. And yeah, I also put down Lorraine because there is really no other possibility.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was correct. Yay. Amy. Hey,
1: Very good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Question five asks us for an Olympic sport with an onomopaic name. Uh, that has been trademarked and naming rights have been acquired and such like.
1: So this one just yelled ping pong and or table tennis at me for the whole Mm -hmm. time that Mm -hmm. I tried to deliberately walk through the question and make sure I wasn't forgetting some other sport. Um, Partly because, you know, table tennis on this relative scale of the entire Olympics was added relatively recently, like in the early 90s i want to say like atlanta-ish thereabouts i thought it'd um, been around for a while longer it maybe so running. i maybe that's when i became aware of it but it, um you know just i uh it's not exactly what you'd consider the most traditional seeming olympic sport just because it feels more like a game than a sport uh it's something that people play in their basement rec room um and so Uh, You know, I kind of double and triple checked my thinking about it, like the onomatopoetic name that it has, you know, ping pong is definitely the sound that a ping pong ball makes when you, uh, when it's bouncing across the table. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, does it make sense that this would have been something with the naming rights acquired by Parker brothers? Yeah. I don't know about this Escalade sports thing that's listed at the end, but sure. That's, that makes sense. Um, that is there really any other Olympic type sport like Parker brothers is going to trademark the biathlon or anything like it's not, um, it's kind of nonsensical for a lot of, uh, other possibilities. There's no Olympic lawn darts. Like we're not, you know, this is a very narrow list of things that could fit into this trajectory that's described in the question. So, um, I, you know, once I felt reassured in my original guess of table tennis, which is what I was figuring is the non-trademark kind of name for it, that's what I put down.
0: Uh, I took much less time and effort on this one. And as soon as I kind of got to, oh, English and onomatopoeic, I figured, oh, this has got to be table tennis slash ping pong. Mm -hmm. Read the question a couple times just to sort of lock it down and figure out, okay, which one are they actually asking for? Are they asking for the onomatopoeic name or the official Olympic name? Right. And I I feel as though they were asking for the official Olympic name. So I said mm. table tennis.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, both uh, things are listed as the correct answer, both table tennis and ping pong. Um, although it's, it is, I would say if, Uh, Thorsten was inclined to be a stickler about it, table tennis is the answer that he probably wants, but both are listed as correct, I think. And I think uh, very fairly so. Uh, Finally, question six asks us to uh, fill in the blank in a chronological list that includes Koizumi, Fukuda, Aso, Hatayama, Kan, Noda, Suga, and Kishida.
0: So I... Didn't really know this. I kind of figured, okay, well, um, these are Japanese names, so it's probably uh, something (laughs) distinctly Japanese. Mm. Um, It looks like names rather than, like, brands or, you know, something. Like, it looks like personal names, last names or first names or something like that. Mm. Um, So I figure, well, uh, it could be prime ministers. Like, I don't know... I feel like I don't know any Prime Ministers except Shinzo Abe, the, who I believe is former Prime Minister, and he was the mm-hmm. one who was killed mm-hmm. by a Mooney, right?
1: Something like that, yeah, I Or, think so. or
0: killed by an anti-Mooney or something, yeah. Um, but, so I figured, okay, well, uh, it must be Shinzo Abe, um, but what what's the name that they're looking for? Is it the Shinzo or is it the Abe? Huh. And I figure, well, these all... Like, I don't recognize any of these. And I feel like I would recognize at least one other Japanese prime minister's name. So these must be first names. And I'm just used to hearing, or rather, given names. And I'm used to hearing surnames.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, And so probably Abe is the surname and Shinzo is the given name. Just because usually, you know, media outlets will reverse names because Japan does given name second, surname first. Right. Um, Family name first, I should say. Uh, So I think Abe is the family name. uh, And these, since I don't recognize any of them clearly, they must be given names. So I will say Shinzo.
1: So uh, this one uh, stumped me for a little while, except that the first name, Koizumi, um, struck me as a name that when I read it, I hear it in an NPR voice. (laughs) Um, And like an eighties NPR voice, Mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like that era where I'm becoming aware of international news. And um, I can't remember the, the first name of this person, but I uh, between that and then Suga and Kishida also were just faintly, faintly familiar to me. Um, And so I had to go through and think my way of like, what would be a list of Japanese names that we might be expected to know on a reasonable basis for trivia, like learned league Um, prime ministers was kind of my first choice, but I thought I've got to kind of rule out things like, I don't know, Imperial dynasty names or something like that, that, you know, could possibly have a repeated name for starters, but also this isn't a very long list of names. So if we're, I don't know that it's the complete set of Japanese prime ministers either. Um, You know, it could be the last, I don't know, 40, 50 years worth, um, however many there are. Uh, But it makes sense that it would be, you know, this is a list of like uh, a total of 10 names, including the ones we're supposed to guess. So have there been about 10 Japanese prime ministers that seems like a reasonable number. Sure. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I just kind of thought, okay, that's, I think what I'm settling on is that. And then the one that was distinctly missing was Shinzo Abe who had had been prime minister recently and for a fairly long period of time. Um, I want to say that, you know, if Kishida is the current one, Suga was not around for very long. um, And so, you know, the the position can change hands sometimes more quickly than like a presidency here in the U.S. does. Um, But I thought, is it plausible that there was a previous prime minister also with that last name? Um, Sure, although I don't know that. But um, I thought, does Abe fit into the chronological list in the right position? Yeah, I think it does. Um, And so... um, Figuring that that was my only guess that didn't look, you know, that that wouldn't be totally um, a flying leap, I went ahead and put down Abe.
0: Well done, because that was correct. Whew.
1: This was a day I was not secure in. Um, To end up with a five out of six was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it, It has been... Uh, it has been said, apparently, that this is a particularly difficult season. I have not been keeping track. I just know that. I've heard that as well. I've been having problems. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty glad of a five today. Yeah. Well. I'm, I really don't want to jinx it, but I'm just going to say it. I hope I get credit for Because I clearly knew who we were talking about. True. I just boned up the name. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think I will. I don't think I should. I would like to, but I, I think I'm going to have to be happy with a five today.
1: Yeah, because what I don't know is that first blank. Is that a Shinzo Abe or a different Abe?
0: Oh, that's a good question. So yeah. that
1: that might tank your chance there, is yeah. what I would worry about. I haven't looked it up, though. It yeah. could be well a dynastic kind of like.
0: I thought it was him. Shinzo because, Abe Jr. Like I, f- I feel like he was the one that. The Elder Bush threw up on in the 90s. Really? I yeah. feel like it was him. I could be wrong.
1: I mean, yeah, that's it's, not...
0: None of these other ones are, are ringing a bell for possible, me. Either. So I so I kind of... I, I was thinking as I... Yeah, as I plugged it in and figured out, oh, yeah, this is that guy. That, that was what I was thinking was, okay, there have been, you know, like six between now and then the the more recent term that he had
1: mm-hmm, cuz mm-hmm. i know
0: he had a more recent term and i th- i thought that maybe he was that one as well just because oh. like i was trying to think of okay who's the prime minister that bush threw up on cuz that nice. was a while back and i was thinking i think it might have been him
1: well now but, i have I to know. look it up for my benefit and that of our listeners Reasonable. here cuz <laughs> um I'm just going to google japanese prime minister
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah, currently it's Kishida, of course. Oh, no,
0: he was he was Prime Minister from two thousand six to two thousand seven and then again from two thousand twelve to two thousand twenty. So it was not he was not the one that Bush threw up on. But I think oh. I think those were both of the both mm-hmm. his separate terms. I think they just had a bunch of people in between his terms so i think it was the same guy but i think you're right yeah oh, well well let's hope like maybe I, you, I, you have a shot at yeah, it yeah i mean they asked for the they asked for the name they didn't ask yeah. for the guy so well yeah. anyway that's it for today indeed tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis follow us on blue sky at learned lag with all the vowels and remember don't forfeit don't cheat